Risking life and limb to save Ukrainians and their pets. In the UK, Nick Tad is a wildlife photographer and the general operations director of Property Tribes. But in war-torn Ukraine, he is using his position now as trustee of K9 Rescue International to rescue more than 200 dogs and 89 cats. There's a touch the pen farthings about this. Do you remember the withdrawal from Afghanistan there where, uh, well, we kind of rescued loads of, loads of dogs and cats. Pen Farthing did, of course. So there's kind of a whiff of this, isn't there? But anyway, uh, he's also raised over £130,000 for the charity and helped deliver tonnes of food and supplies to those displaced by the war. And guess what? He's only here right now. I'm honoured to be joined by Nick Tad. Nick, thank you very, very much. Firstly, you're an absolute, absolute national treasure. Um, I suppose, what made you want to do this, you know? Um, yeah, good question. Um, it was just, at the start of the war, really, it was, um, we all watched it unfold, and, and I just thought to myself, look, I've got some time. Um, I've got a couple of quid in the pocket. I'll just go over and just do whatever I can, really. Um, that was in the beginning of March, and I'm pretty much still here. I mean, I do come home periodically um, and then fly back out again, but the harsh reality is that they, the people over here need, they need the world behind them. Um, and that's the truth. They actually do need the world behind them. I, I did some interviews this morning with um, a couple of ladies who had their bombs, houses bombed from underneath them. Um, and they're just so appreciative of the fact that the world is watching and hasn't given up on them. Um, and that really motivates you to keep going. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I was just looking at some of those images there that we were playing over the top of what you were saying, and it's, it's tragic stuff. And I think, look, the people are always helpless in war, of course. Innocent civilians are as well. But it's sometimes often forgotten that so are animals, so are pets. And, and in a way, they're more helpless, aren't they? Because humans at least know what's going on from the start, I suppose, and can at least maybe try to get to safety or try to sort themselves out or something. Whereas, you know, cats and dogs and, and, and other pets just, oh, they just, they, they must have a clue what's going on, mustn't they? But, I mean, how have you felt being over there and seeing it firsthand? We'll, we'll do the human perspective second. Let's do the animal perspective first. How bad is it for the animals over there in Ukraine? I suppose being an animal lover, a good question, but I suppose being an animal lover first and foremost, um, it's quite, it's hurtful. It really is quite hurtful to see them in so much pain. Um, in the early days of the war, I was working more over on the, the western side of Ukraine, around the Beeb and stuff like that. We were picking up animals there that had been left tied to a train station um, where, or a bus station where they'd come across the country um, but then the, the bus drivers or the train drivers weren't allowing them on the trains to go across. And so they literally got left tied to a lamppost. Um, and of course, these are, these are, these are homed pets. These are, these are not street dogs. So these are the most savviest of street dogs. And the stress in them was immense. I mean, PTSD, I think, is the correct terminology here. But as, as we've gone more uh, to the east, and I'm in the east as we speak, um, yesterday we are in some small villages that have just been... Well, essentially demilitarized and we're still coming across still coming across dogs and indeed cats but mainly dogs that have just been left in a house um one of one of them has been left in a cage it's a huge dog been left in a cage and, and there was a there was a, his neighbor has been feeding it but he's, he's been too frightened to go in there and get it because it's such a huge dog um, yeah 
So we're still seeing, you know, four months on, we're still seeing animals being left tied to, to a tied to a house or a cage. It's, it's terrible. No, it, it is terrible. And I, I, I've held my hands up to this before, and I'll do it again, because I got something wrong quite, quite early on, actually, in my time here at GB News, when we were pulling out of Afghanistan. I think I'd only been here a few weeks, actually. And I kind of made the point, I was like, look, you know, these animals, these cats and dogs that Penn Farthing was, was trying to get, we shouldn't, devote, was what I said, was, you know, we, we shouldn't be devoting really any resources to that. We should focus on, on the human beings. And the reason I said I was wrong about that is because the public reaction to that was basically, no, you're wrong. Uh, these cats and dogs need to be evacuated. And, and, that, and it's always stuck with me, that. And it's really having it home to me that we are genuinely a nation of animal lovers. OK, and so animals like cats and dogs are as important to a lot of people in this country as human beings. But we have spoken a bit now about about the animals. So just give me that human perspective as well, because having seen things firsthand, how desperate is it? Desperate. Very desperate. I mean, OK, so if you, like I said, if you travel from, from the west to the east, um, places like Lviv and Kiev, Lviv really hasn't been touched too much. It has had some, uh, some stuff going on there. As you get further to the east, you go down to places like Kiev. Obviously, Kiev itself was more or less hit. The, the villages on the outskirts, uh, places like Bucha, which I've been to those villages, and those they were in a terrible mess. But again, largely now the Russians have left. They're, they're sort of getting some form of normality if there is going to ever be such a thing. But if you, get, if you get further down to the east and you get down to more or less the front line itself and you get to the places where... They've just really just been demilitarized. The people there are just traumatized. I mean, they yesterday, like I said, yesterday we were in a village, and they're just. They, I don't want to sound rude, about it, but they're wandering out of the houses like zombies because they just don't know how to act. It, 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 they get bombed daily. I mean, we're as we're, we're delivering the food, we've got missiles flying across our heads, and you can hear the thump and the crunch as they, as they land. And these people have to put up with this daily. And they've got no gas, they've got no electric, they've got no food, they've got no dog food. There was one bloke who was saying to us that he can't feed his dogs. He's got porridge, can't feed the dogs porridge because he can't cook it because he's got no gas. And if he lights a fire and um, cooks the porridge with the fire, the Russians see the smoke and bomb him. So from that perspective alone, I know I've included animals in that again, but mm. from that no, perspective, no, no, no. it's devastating, utterly devastating. But I can't tell you, I must stress this. Mm. Mm. They are aware that the world is watching mm. and they are incredibly, incredibly, tearfully grateful that everyone's helping out the best way they can. But we just got to keep doing it. That's the mm. truth of it. Yeah, I look absolutely. And, and are you looking to try to bring any of these dogs back to the UK? No, no. Right. What we're doing, we, we, in the early days of the war, we were bringing them into Poland. Uh, there's, a, there's a fantastic facility in Poland, Pashemish, called the Ada Foundation. The Ada Foundation were taking the animals and um, quarantining them and getting them rehomed, and they've done it very successfully. But the Poles and the Romanians and the like have shut the borders now, so we can't really bring any animals across. Uh, certainly not any legal ways of bringing them across. Um, there, look, we, we do need to release the pressure valve, because obviously the, the, you know, the animals are heading to the West, um, and when there is a pressure valve, and it is, it, is, it is bad. There's so many in shelters in and around the border going over to Poland. So what we're trying to do at Canine Rescue International is build yeah. um, what's called a traces 
um, clinic and shelter on the border. Now, traces is the way that is sort of um, it, it's around biosecurity, and it's what's usually used for commercial animals, so mm. things, uh, cattle, whatever. And they they tend to go across borders with a little bit more impunity because the, the biosecurity is a lot stronger. What we need to do is we need to do the same thing for the companion animal. Um, so again, we can get the animals moving across the borders, and that's really. It's, it's a sort of a medium to long term project uh, because obviously we need to dot these all across uh, Eastern Europe, really. But yeah, right now that's just a one string to the bow that we need to do. We have to get the animals moving. No, absolutely. Now I believe you've got a fundraising page, which I think we can show. It's on the screen right now. Just talk us through it, please, mate, Nick. Just talk us through how people oh. can donate, where it is. Okay, uh, thank you for that. Um, so it's, it's caninerescueinternational.org. That's caninerescueinternational. And it's, by the way, sorry, just worth saying, it's the letter K and the number 9. Okay, K9. Right, yeah, go on, right. carry on, mate, carry on. Good shout. Um, so, yeah, uh, org. Just donate there. Um, all of the money goes to what we're doing. There are no yeah, salaries right. being paid. There's no... No, we're not driving around in fancy cars. This is solely for that mm. job. Mm. So we mm. need to build those shelves. We need to keep the feeding going on. We need to keep the food moving to the east because that's that is an immediate thing. Okay. Uh, but in the sort of the medium to long term, we need to get this shelter built so we can start moving the animals freely through across the borders and release the pressure valve. Absolutely. Well, hopefully, hopefully, I'm just having a look here, sorry, because I've got to speak to my side. It's k9rescueinternational.org. Uh, slash donate, there we go. Uh, people can see it on the, on the bottom screen right there, actually. Just underneath me. Nick, thank you very much, and look, good luck to you. And please stay safe, please stay safe. Okay, Nick Tad, there, obviously, of K9 Rescue International. Right, after the break, ladies and gentlemen.